I believe each and every one of us is happy to be here today. And the Lord has been so good to us that he has enabled us to be here this day because he has a purpose for us. Uh, today, I want us to talk on something I know each and every one of us have heard it several times. But I believe the Lord had a purpose for us to hear the word, the same, same word today. My message today is principles of facing your giants. Principles of facing your giants. And it is coming from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 17, verse 1 to 58. It's a long story, but I'm going to give a summary of it a bit. Then we, start, we continue from there. And I'm very sure we are going to get something out of it. I just want to request, let us open our hearts, get ready, and receive the message. Hallelujah. Now... Uh, Who has ever seen a giant? <laughs> Sorry? What does a giant mean? Who has ever seen a giant? Grandfathers. Grandfathers? Sorry? Movies? Who likes to stay with a giant? Now, uh, I'm going to give a very short story about my mom. That was in the bad days, and it's when she was around eight years. And she was walking to school, and on her way home, in our place, there are people who you meet with them and they change, especially in the evening. And they use demonic powers to change. So you can meet with a person, and you know very well this person is your neighbor, but the person changes to become a, a dog or a cow, and then he wants to make sure that you won't pass through the road, just to give you a hard time until you feel the fear in you. So my mom was going back home from school, and she met with a giant, and the man was too tall. I'm very big. My mom had to run to where my, uh, my grandfather was. That is her father. Her father was a police. And she went and ran to the camp, to the police camp, and told the dad, I saw a giant. And the dad said, no, you can't see a giant in this area. Let me take you home. And as they were walking home, they didn't see the giant. Then, in the evening, they was, my, my mom was sent to go to the garden. And my, there's one thing my mom used to fear a lot, and that was a caterpillar. And as she was in the garden, a caterpillar got into the dress. We each, each and every one of us, we know caterpillar, the green one that walks. Yeah? So, 
that was the worst thing my mom could ever not want to be near to, even today. So the caterpillar was in her dress. And as she was in the garden, she saw the caterpillar and she decided to run. And she forgot that on the road there was a giant. And she ran and ran. And then the father saw her again running. And the father chased the daughter. And the daughter was looking back. The father is coming running. He must be chased by the giant. And then she looks at her skirt. The caterpillar is there. She kept on running and running. And then she got home. She was in a total fear. That night, she could not sleep alone in her room. No one likes to be next to a giant. Now, let's come to our story, to our Bible passage, which is from 1 Samuel 17, 1 to 58. Summary of this story is about David, who is known as a giant killer, and it's also about the Israelites and the Philistines. Now, the Philistines and the Israelites used to live in two different valleys. Are you together? And the Philistines had their leader called Goliath. And the Israelites had David, had King Saul. Sorry. And then Goliath thought that he would like the other nation to be their servants as the Israelites to be the servants of Philistines. So he said, we are going to have our fight and the ones who are going to win, they are going to be the servants of the other ones. So he proposed a battle of champions. And he said he's ready to represent the Philistines. Goliath, when we read in the Bible, he was a giant. Some people say he was nine feet. Others say he was six feet. But the truth is, he was a very giant person with a lot of power, a lot of strength, a lot of muscular and he looked to be like no one can beat him. And he was so proud of that. And the deal was the loser will become the servants to the winners. This was a repeated challenge to everyone within the Philistines and the Israelites. But the Israelites because they didn't have a giant and their king Saul was not masculine as Goliath they felt surely now we are just going to be beaten very well and we are soon going to be servants of the Philistines and as they were talking the Israelites and negotiating whether they accept to go for the battle or not David heard about this. And he felt so confident. And he said he wants to go and fight with a giant. And King Saul looked at David 
being amazed because David was just a small shepherd boy. The Bible says he was the youngest son and even his brothers doubted that their young brother can even go and fight the Goliath. So David first asked a question which was kind of a mocking question. And the question he asked is in the book of, in, the, in, uh, in verse 16, where he asked, who is this man? And then he also asked, what will happen, or what will reward will the person who will beat this man be given? It's not that David wanted to be paid or to get any reward. But when David asks about who this man is, for one, he knew this man was nothing. He was too big not to be missed. He's too big to an extent that you cannot miss to give him a good punch. The Bible says Goliath was one and circumcised. That means he had never seen a doctor, he was not clean, he was not worthy, he was evil, he had no religion, he believed in himself, and he was a stranger to the covenant of God, covenant of promise. He had no power to the Israelites. The Israelites were the children of God. They believed in God. They belonged to the army of God. They belonged to the king of kings. And they were the chosen generation to get into the promised land. So to David, he felt Goliath was not worthy to have the strength to beat the Israelites. And now from there, that's where I want us now to learn about the five principles of Christian living to fight the giant. Now, what made David to be feeling that he was confident that he can fight? I've said King Saul himself, being the king, he didn't want to fight with Goliath. The brothers... They didn't want to, fit, uh, to also fight with Goliath. But this young boy, he felt he was fit to fight with Goliath. And he was so much prepared. And you know why? When you read the story there, it tells us that Goliath had armed himself so well. He had the armor, he had the Helmet, he had the sword, he had everything that was ready for, like a fighter, how, they, how well a fighter can dress. But David, he was just a hard boy. I think he was even a teenager. And when he said that he's ready to go to fight, King Saul ordered that David should also be dressed for the fight. The Bible says, after King Saul gave instructions, 
David was dressed for the fight. And after that, David felt no all these things have been dressed on for the fight. They are too heavy. And he felt, I cannot use them. And he said, no, I'm not going to use all these. And he removed them. And what did he take? He took five stones and a sling. Now, when I was a, teenage, a teenager, we used to be very good in fighting birds and we would kill as many birds as possible. Probably we would make sure everyone gets two birds a day and in the evening when the others are eating vegetables, we are eating vegetables with some meat in it because you killed a bird. So David did not want to use the armor that he was given by King Saul. And I want us now to learn the five stones that made David fit for the fight. The first one is the Spirit of God. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter number 16 when you read verse 13. I'm going back a bit. It says, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. That was the number one thing that made David very strong to be ready for the fight. He knew that he had the spirit of God. Today, Christianity has been more occupied with the strategy of the Philistines than with the power of God. We are more occupied with the things of this world. We are more occupied with the family, entertainment, work, than getting occupied with the word of God and believing in God. And that's the spirit that the Philistines have. We are more involved in the pleasures of social life and the financial, financial society than the things of God. Our thoughts seem to be more on the fact that Goliath is out there. Now, uh, before I continue, I want to say this. I believe each and every one of us, even me, we have a giant in our lives. There's that one thing that you know, I must deal with it if I want to please God. There's that one weakness. Take a minute now. Think of that one thing that you feel that it has been a great weakness in your life. Are we together? Have you thought of it? Now, write it somewhere. If you have a pain, write that problem somewhere. That weakness. Are we together? Okay. That weakness that you are having is a giant that is making you 
not to please God. I'm going to take an example of lack of confidence. We have Christians who don't have confidence. Even if they are going to pray, they pray but they don't, they don't have that confidence that God is hearing their prayer. Even at times they are praying but they feel, oh, my prayers did not even go beyond the roof. Because they don't have the confidence. And that's how the Christians today are. We always think about God after all our hope is gone. And that's why we give the first priority to the worldly things, to our things, and give God like a second chance, a second option. A very good example. I remember Lynn always gives us notices. Lately, uh, yes, she just said, uh, Bible study at Shirley's Charlie, place. It's on, when, on Thursday at 7. I believe there are people who live around there from this church, and they know that this is the day of Bible study. But they find, oh, it's, it's evening, and I need to have my early tea, I need to rest. You just give yourself good rest and good reason, and you don't go for the Bible study. Oh, we are going to have a hymn night. Now this one is affecting all of us, minus pastor. Hymn night is announced and we are all like, oh, it's not for me, it's for the pastor. It's not for me, it's for the others. I think I'm very, I'm very busy, especially today being on a Friday. I need to do this, I need to go and visit my children, I need to wait for my grandchildren, I need to... You give yourself the first priority, you forget about God. Giant ruling you. Is the Spirit of God upon you? Remember, David was a sheep herder. He used to look after the sheep, but he became a killer of the giant. The second one was the past experience. David had proven to the brothers and King Saul that he had a past experience for him to feel he was fit to fight the giant. The Bible tells us that David once killed the lion and the bear when they were about to, they were attacking the sheep. So he knew if I have been able to kill the lion, how about this man? He was very sure that victory, victory could be won. He was not having any fear because he knew he had the full armor of the Lord. Now, let's think about Jesus. Jesus was also tempted. You remember when he was being told, if you are a real son of God, turn these this stones to be bread? What did he reply? You know it better. You know it better. And even when he was on the, on the cross of Calvary, it was not the first time for Jesus to be tempted. Recall that moment that he was in the wilderness of temptation, but he was 
very sure of his past experience. And Daniel, ah, David was very sure he's going to win Goliath because he felt that Goliath had no power and no strength like the lion. So his past experience made him feel very strong. The third one is the word of God. David got his confidence because he believed in the word of God. And that's why he wrote the book of Psalms 119, verse 92, verse 97, verse 98. All of us, the word to our challenges are found in God. The only way we can fight our challenges is to be in the Lord. And you read that from Psalms of 1 of 7, verse 17 to 20. The fourth thing that David had was a vision of something big. Now, when we started this year, our pastor gave us a vision for this year. He said it's a year of expansion. And now we are in the last week of November. And maybe you are thinking, oh, it's a week of expansion and I've not done anything. There are some things I wanted to do this year. And it's almost over. My sister, my brother, I want to tell you, don't give up. Don't give up. It's never too late. The Lord we serve, he answers even in the 11th hour. What does Psalm 81 tell us? It tells us that I am the Lord thy God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. We've been given the vision of this year and we need to know and carry on the vision because the Lord wants us to just speak it out and he will fill it. The fifth one is David had a heart that was full of faith. He was so sure that for sure I am going to win this battle. And then, after I had a look at this word, I was asking myself, what lesson do we learn out of this story? One, we as Christians, we should never fear. Fear not. Two, believe it is possible with God. It is possible. Be prayerful. And be meaning whatever you pray, because it is possible for God to help you. Number three, never underestimate yourself. Number four, you must have self-confidence. And number five, the size of giant does not matter. Now, I told you, write that thing that you feel is a big weakness to you. The, the bigness of that or the size of that thing that you feel is big does not matter. What matters is how you are going to handle it. David knew that the size does not matter. Because in his heart, he had the courage and the commitment. And that's how he won the battle. 
My sister, my brother, I want to tell you that nothing is impossible to you because you are the determining factor from your mindset of your belief. Compose yourself to be a fighter and let nothing stop you and you will win the battle. May the Lord bless you so much. Amen. It's an interesting story, isn't it, David and Goliath? And I reckon from the perspective that, you know, from, from Saul's angle, you know, Goliath was too, too big and too strong to fight against, but from David's perspective, it was just, Goliath was like a barn door, couldn't miss. <laughs> couldn't miss. And, um, I, and thanks for that message, and it, and it is a refreshing one because we do um, face different trials and tests and... and Big things in our lives sometimes, and um, and it's good to know that we have the resources in God that we need to be able to combat those things. Be encouraged. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.